podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. The final of our price structure preseason previews is here. We're talking budget guys, cheap guys, soup du jours, gumars, etc. How you doing? Just nice, nice Monday today, Monday morning. We're uh, getting some more signings coming in and such, so we'll see how the week goes. Yeah, very early, early Monday morning pod. So just be- quickly before we get started, teeny tiny bit of housekeeping. So. As I just said, this is our third and final price structure preseason pod. We did one last week for mid-price players, one the week before that for premium price players. So check all that out. Make sure you're caught up before the season starts on Friday. Also, last Friday we released Fireside Chat with Michael Cayley, genius human being, stats guy, very interesting. Also, right before this pod's release, we had a Basics of FPL pod which is really only for new players and beginners. We go over the rules, basics of the game, that kind of shit. If you have friends that want to get into FPL but don't know anything about it or they're like intimidated by it or whatever, maybe they can give that episode a listen, get into it. You can then steal their money in your mini league or something. And lastly, there's going to be one more pod before game week one for us, which we're recording on Wednesday. We'll kind of just go guns a-blazing about our teams, everything that's going on. Lineup lamentations will come out either Thursday night or Friday morning. That's it. That's the catch-up. Here we go. Season is fucking here, baby. And I guess also the prize league will set up within the next couple days, right? For all of our $2 and above patrons or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah, good call. So I'll set that up either today or tomorrow, and there'll be like, a Patreon email that'll go out, a Patreon post. If you're in Slack, it'll be in the content channel and everything. So just make sure you join that before, you know, just join it ASAP so you have a chance to win. Um, all right, that's done. So what's new with you? What's new with your team? Owen asks, what changes have you made, considered, made slash considered after the Community Shield? Um, well, Kevin looked really good. That was like a big takeaway for me. Um, he was getting forward a lot. I don't, I mean, Jesus is just still horrible, but I don't know if he'll be doing that with Kuhn still, but, cause Kuhn doesn't, I don't know. But yeah, Kevin looked good. Um, Mo took like 15 shots, even though he was struggling to place them anywhere meaningful. That looked good. Um, I don't know, not not a ton. Those were pretty much the only things. Did you have any takeaways? I think those were my main two things too. Like it was funny because Kev like could barely complete a pass, and all of his crosses were, were worthless. But it was just the runs, right? Like he was just yeah. in. He was just so far forward, making all of the best runs, and it's just like you want your guys in the posi- in those types of positions. That's the position where they score points. So that was good and. I don't know. People are talking about Zinchenko. I mean, he's not going to face a lot every week, but I thought he was pretty damn bad. And, you know, I just feel better. But since they're the same price anyway, I just feel so much better with Stones, I think. 
Yeah, I still, I agree. I would have go Stones over Zinchenko if I was going 5-5 there. And I have Stones in my team right now, but I still just am terrified that he's just going to play out of Mendy. I have no, I just have no idea what he's going to do. Out of Mendy or Fernandinho. Yeah, the other thing too, watching... Cancelo. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't matter for center back. But the, the other thing I was kind of thinking about with the center backs there is like Laporte can carry it out, right? And he makes he can make those passes. Like he kinda does the same thing as Stones. Yeah. So like Ottomendi was playing like stopper, like behind Stones. So he's obviously a shithouse and he's bad, but he is a tackling monster unit. So I don't know who what he's gonna want. Right. Like, Stones, you mean like in the, for the pairing? Yeah, with sense. Laporte. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Stones is very similar, but like, do you need two players that are going to carry out from the back? Probably like, not. you know, probably not. I just, I don't know. It's, but Zinchenko, I mean, anyone who's playing reverse out of position, like a winger playing fullback against Mo is going to get shredded. So I, I don't hold that too much against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Kevin, the other, I mean, Bernardo Bill was also like, don't think he had a shot attempt all game. Yeah. I mean, I, he was invisible. It's just that that also just reminded me, like, oh yeah, this is why. This is why we don't have him in FPL. This is why we don't have yeah. That's, yeah people were also a little bit scared of Trent. I mean, I think it's it's worth considering the fact that he'll maybe get subbed. He'll maybe get rotated. We kind of knew that already, though, and I still think like first choice team. He's still pretty nailed, but. I don't know. It's it's something to think about, I guess. Maybe you go Robbo over Trent or something. Yeah, well, it's difficult because he played under 2,460 minutes last year and got yeah. 185 points. Yeah, no, that's insane. So, I mean, it's the PPM, and when he doesn't play, if he's not going to sub, you get a sub, you know, so it's not, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, for sure, Robbo's like safe, quote-unquote safer, in terms of the minutes, minutes but... Yeah. Because he's a monster, but and the points just, are basically equal, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Trent's points per start, I think, were higher than than Robbo's last year. Yeah, I mean, year, like but, the points are equal if you have them in your team, because Trent will sometimes get rotated, and Robbo will play every game. But like, yeah. since Trent scores more points, you'll get more. You know, it evens yeah, out. I, I just don't think that. There's much in it. I mean, and Van Dyke too. I mean, saving point five seems good. They're all great in terms of relative points, yeah. and they're all going to score a bunch of points. And yeah, you know, I mean, if you have them when they're getting their attacker returns, that's like good job by you. Good luck, but they're just good. So I, I didn't really think too much about yeah. it. I, I've been on Rabo and and Van Dyke for a little while, but I went back to Mo. I don't know. I have like a really template team right now. I'm I'm not sure if I'm Template's feeling it. Template's good, man. I mean, I was talking to. Desert Bug last night before I went to sleep, and it was like we had really similar, like seven players or something like that. And then he had his, the remainder of his team was very template and very safe and very good. And mine was like squeezing in like a more expensive guy and then having more punts and risky guys. And I was just like, yeah, your team is so template, and that's a fucking good thing. Like, my team should be template. I have all these punts. It's stupid as hell. Yeah, punts are fun though. So punts are fun, and I can't resist. But yeah, here we are. Okay. Yeah. So I were. I'm still swap. I'm still changing my players. Uh, I'm like a madman. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to be on come Friday. But I change. We'll do the, constantly. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've been chill, but so I mean we're going to do it on Wednesday, so we can cover. We'll have a better idea with stuff. I think they just put Keen in the game. He's only seven five. He's only seven, seven dude. Seven. Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> that exciting. Price is very very nice. 
Yeah, it's just a little bit unsure how Everton are going to settle with him in. It's just like they, you know, I don't know. Um, So let's just get in. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. go. Yeah, let's do that. So goalkeepers, we're doing four O's and four fives. Um, I mean, there's no four O starters. I don't think. No, there aren't. Um, I we're are you still on Pope? I have Henderson in. Henderson, wow. Okay, so yeah. talk to me about Henderson. What do you like about him? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> you like something about him. That's all I know. His, Maybe it's the slime his, green kits. His save percentage was really high last year. Granted, it's a championship, but you know he's highly touted coming over from United. Um, yeah. It looks like they're going to be playing pretty defensive three five two five three. I mean, I don't know what they're going to. They're going to probably be parked for the most part. And they were su- they like, were super conservative even in the championship. There were like very yeah. few goals conceded and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were like the best defense of the three promoted sides. Not like that's saying much, but you know, the fixtures at the beginning of the season are not great. But I'm just still a little bit okay. So, I mean, with Henderson, so it's the save points, right? It's, he's got that. He's also pretty good at saving, saving pens. Um, again, the fixtures are pretty bad, which is a little annoying thing, but. There's not a lot of four, there are not a lot of four or five options. And, it really just came down to I'm still a little bit scared with Pope. Um, maybe Dice will say something this week, but I don't really think I would have too much of a problem transferring Pope in after a couple game weeks if it comes to that and Henderson's fixtures get bad like after game week five. Um, so that's in the back of my mind, but. Yeah, I'm just I'm just worried about Pope. Honestly, I mean, I, I definitely prefer him if I knew he was going to be starting. Well, I know he, started, he played the last pre. Yeah, yeah he yeah. started one one game the last preseason match. But like Hart, still, he's not. You know, he's not nothing. He's he was he bad. Is but nothing. I don't. I don't know. I, he's I guess. So bad. I know. I guess so. But he's playing last year a lot, and he's played a bunch of preseason. I know probably because Pope is out, and he and they wanted to get rid of him, so. I might go back to Pope. I, I probably will as we're talking this through. But I, the one of the promoted goalies every season also always is flying out yeah. of the gates. Yeah, they start. So, start hot. That happens every year. It's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I've never done. I've never even considered it, honestly. Having a promoted goalie in, and I don't know. They so they do the promoted teams do tend to you know kind of hit the ground running a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's, it's weird pun, because but... this whole bracket, I feel like, of four or five keepers are kind of all the same story. It's kind of all, you know, they're on a bottom 10 team and they're sort of a defensive setup and you're relying on like saves and bonus points and cleans are, are few and far between, sort of, for most of them. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think. The reason I'm on Pope and I'm telling people on Slack around Pope, and you'll probably honestly be on Pope, is just because Burnley have that upside of like keeping 10 cleans and a Burnley keeper for like three ish consecutive seasons has scored like around 150 points. Or, you know, yeah. last season, yeah. yeah, once Heaton came in, it was similar. And it's just so consistent. I mean, that's. That's all I have to say about that. It's just been a consistent point of success in FPL, Heaton, and then Pope, and it just feels good. I don't know the yeah. the fixture. The one thing that does bug me is the fixtures are horrendous. 
they're so bad to open the season for Burnley that if we're talking, we've been talking all preseason about like early wild cards and shit. Like, if an early wild card you think is is something you might consider, then Pope kind of makes no sense. I mean, home Southampton's okay. Then at Arsenal, at Wolves, home Liverpool is really bad. So for that reason, I could I could definitely see avoiding Burnley. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I've seen people with Ryan. And they're just, I think it's just being blinded by the fixtures because they are good. But yeah. I've been Brighton. He's playing like this three four three. It seems like, or he's some type of three at the back that keeps signing center backs. But I think that they're going to be kind of open and kind of bad. And I think Ryan's actually bad, so I think that's a bad pick. Um, we uh, don't know the. They're Bournemouth still goal. supposed to sell to Leicester, I guess. Now that the Maguire deal went through, one of the center backs. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but I, I just don't think they're going to be keeping many cleans this year. I think he's, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like him at all. Um, Bournemouth, we still don't know who the goalkeeper is. I think he's played like, it, I mean, fucking fuck me if we know what Eddie Howe's going to do with his team shape. <laughs> and, and then, I mean, I've been seeing some people like, oh, Heaton on Villa, that's great, blah, blah, blah. Like, Villa do have, quote unquote, good fixtures have, to open the season for. Excellent fixtures, yeah. Yeah, but that's also, you know, assuming that a team that's, you know, odds on to go down have a good fixture, they're still Villa and they bought a whole new team. So I'm very, very firmly staying away from Villa, running away. I right. don't know I, what I, they're I, up to. I, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I really like Heaton and I like that purchase by them. And I, I think I talked about this last week or I tweeted about it or something, but I love their fixtures. Like, their opening nine, I think, is the best in the league. You know, they have away, Spurs away, Arsenal. Five of the other seven are home. And then the the two aways are away, Palace, which is better than playing them at home, and away, Norwich. So they're really, really good. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, they weren't even good at defending in the championship. So, I don't know. They bought some guys, and they bought Heaton, and maybe they'll be a little better. But it's really sketchy. I don't expect a lot of clean sheets from Villa, so I don't really like it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's pretty much yeah, is it. Is that basically it? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 slim pickings down there at four or five. I, and I really, there's like I, gun. I think, <laughs> their, their fixtures are bad to be in the season. Plus, their defense is. We know their defense is bad. Yeah, I'm just looking around. That's basically it. And then my yeah, I mean, my four has been farming. buttoned since the start because they have no other goalkeeper. But I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I have Button too. I mean, he's twenty five percent. I I think I had last season Stecklenburg, who didn't drop to three nine until like game week twenty six or something. Yeah. The thing with the the yeah. thing with the four goalkeeper, like you know, maybe we'll touch on it when we get to the four five striker. But with the new pr- way they have the price changes, that wild carding out doesn't affect the the price the price drops. N- nobody spends a transfer on the four goalkeeper, so you don't have to l- really look at. Like, cause, you know, I like to get someone who's a low ownership at the four or five yeah, level. Yeah. So, but, but to prevent the price drops of the four, oh, it really doesn't matter. So even though Button's like 25% on, which is terrifying because he doesn't play and you could just conceivably in your head think that you could hemorrhage value there, it, it doesn't usually happen. And yeah, like you say, he's the only like really clear backup yeah. to a, to a, the number one who's four oh. So yeah, I think Button's the, and, and the also, I mean, this barely matters, but he was pretty good when, when Ryan went away last season, you know, so. You have that too. Yeah, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button, the curious case. Um, 
so defenders were doing five zero and and below. So there's actually a trillion guys. Yeah, there are a lot of five zero guys. So I think we'll probably just kind of skim through and kind of just, mention some guys we like. We're definitely not going to go like team by team, right? Um, but what what do you see of the five O's that are standing out? I've start. This is the season on Slack where I've been seeing people looking for like a five O defender because they're trying to skimp another point mean, five or whatever. I've fucking been there. Um, yeah. So I mean, the long and the short of it is there are no like safe, good start every week, reliable options right now. But what right. do you what do you see? I mean, just starting from kind of the top, I think. The other Chelsea guy will end up being good. I mean, I think Chelsea's back four and their, you know, Conte defensive, Conte and Jorginho defensive mids, like they're going to be solid still, even, you know, no matter what Frank does, that's still really good, like back seven with Keppa. So Christensen or Zuma alongside. Uh, Louise until Rudiger gets back is, is kind of interesting to me. If like if one of them was definitely nailed, I would probably start the season with them, but they're not. Um, I don't know. Just scrolling through, I'm looking for other guys, but there's really not many five O's that I like. Are there are there yeah, guys I mean, that I, scream out to you? I mean, I think Ake is still good. Yeah, he's um, okay. The fixtures the fixtures are reasonable, and he's got a goal on him. You know, he's just. He's just the kind of guy that will probably tick mediumly for five zero. He's like safe, you know. Yeah, he's pretty safe. Um, good, good on I bones. Got a goal on him. Yeah, I mean, and then they're they're talking about like Duffy or Tarko or whatever if they move to Leicester, but it's still the other thing is. I mean, Johnny Evans is still at Leicester. I mean, he's five, and obviously he's not like an attacking threat like the other two might yeah. be well I guess Tarko's not but I mean you know he's five into Leicester that's a player yeah he's solid he's totally solid yeah he's just solid Leicester, I, I Leicester should keep around like 10 to 10 plus cleans right I mean yeah, like I, losing Maguire yeah. doesn't mean much to them yeah I expect that I, and I mean the main issue with Evans like starting with him anyway is that he really would need to be rotated because they have so many bad fixtures at the beginning of the season unlike someone like Ake who you know they only have really like one unstartable fixture in the first like two months so right. that's something there um, what else fives we're talking about I mean Southampton have the wing backs but again like it just seems bad right their defense is so bad it's just last so season. Bad. Yeah, Valerie. Like, Valerie was interesting. He's classy and yeah, he's, he's got. Good, yeah, he gets in the box and actually scored some goals. One was like a screamer, but one was just like a good finish in the box. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe we should so give more Setters credit to back. like Ralph or something. But they were just they were just so bad. Like they were just conceding two. It felt like they conceded like two or three goals every single match. Yeah, pretty much they were, I think. Yeah, they're um so what about Kyle Walker, Peters, KWP over there? I mean is back in training and Foyth is injured long term now and they're already like rumored to be in on a on another right back. So it seems like anyway. a just complete nightmare. Yeah. I mean like even if he starts game week one, there's gonna be rotation, they're they're buying a new guy. Like it just seems bad on all levels. 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Stay away there. Um, I mean, Watford, they've got holes over there at five. I've seen some people talk. I mean, I keep seeing Cathcart and teams will get there. But Watford, I mean, Watford kept no clean sheets last year. I, I'm not sure what the love in is with Watford defenders. Do you see anything there? No, second half of the season, I mean, they were, from January 1st on, they were second worst in the league in expected goals allowed to Fulham. They were worse than Huddersfield in the last eighteen fixtures of the season, in except the goals yeah, allowed. Yeah, like they yeah, were, right. they were a joke. So that, was when they is that kind of similar when they switched to the four two two two? I don't know. That was similar to when they were fucking horrible. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like they have they had twenty five defenders on their roster last season, so I don't know what they were doing. They switched to the four two two two, and they were they were okay, and then they just fell apart and were horrible as Watford always does. So I don't know. What what about Amn Maitland Niles? Does he have a spot? I think he's the starting right back until until Balland comes back. Is that a back. thing? And honestly, I really like He's him. Good. He scored a hilarious Trippier on goal yesterday. I don't know if <laughs> yes. you saw that. Yeah. I saw just a classy <laughs> back pass that goes straight into his own net. But he is good. And like I don't know, Nate was kind. Of, I was I was I hung out with Nate all day yesterday. So there's lots of Ainsley oh, talk. I'm so, I'm so jealous. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. But what you what you squeeze out of that? That peach. The thing that he was saying about Ainsley is that, like, because of the Bellerin injury, it's been basically sent, like dr- drilled into him this entire offseason and even last season that, like, you're the starting right back. It's your spot to lose. Like, you know, like, take it if you want it almost, you know? And it seems like it, it's his. I mean, they, they, have no, they have no other right backs. They have no other, like, fullbacks. They didn't buy anyone or address that at all so it's in, seems like it's entirely his to lose I like him too he's pretty attacking we never know what Emery's going to do if he switches back to you know a wing back system it's even better but as of now it seems like it'll be you know a flat back four but I still like him yeah I think I think he's pretty solid hmm. like we don't know who's going to start with Monreal and Cola we don't really know who's going to play Monreal at right back he would go back to that I feel like he was really not Doing that last no, year, no, no. I meant at left back. I mean, like the other options on the back line. Like we don't know which left back is going to start. We oh, know. Monre- I'm fucking dumb. Yeah. La- okay. Keep going. Sorry. Pre- no. All good. Pre- yeah, but Jenko. Jenko's back. Yeah. Okay. Huge threat to okay. the spot. Yeah. Jenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenko unchained. <laughs> we got Socrates in the middle. He's pretty nailed, but we don't really know who's going to partner him. Like Koscielny wants out. Holding is still injured. Like it might be. Callum Chambers, that like that's the thing. It should, it should be. It should be. It might be. It probably will be. And then Maitland is is five zero, very reasonable price, but very bad fixtures, right? I mean, like away Newcastle and Burnley, and then away Liverpool home Spurs is kind of tough. I mean, you want to bench him for three, probably, but I mean, home, yeah, home Spurs. Obviously, you want to bench him for that too, but like you know, it's not the end of the fucking world. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not away you know, city or something. Yeah, I mean, he's got. He's still like very attacking, so he's always got that option, right? Yeah. As far mm. as like the yeah, I haven't really thought about him much either for fantasy, but as far as like. The five zero guys go, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. Like he was creating <laughs> chances, like 
his stats aren't like that bad in his first ever season playing right back and he's he's quick and young and maybe getting better and good i don't know it's interesting Ainsley? Ainsley. I always call him Ashley, Maitland Niles. It's me and Nate's little inside joke. I'm sure you guys laugh a lot about uh, that. I just fucking die every time I text it. <laughs> his, stats, his stats were pretty horrible last year. Socrates is just like on route to 20 yellow cards every season, so you don't want that. Who? His stats are bad? Yeah, he. I'm just looking like the last like. I mean, there are some subs, but like he had like five, his like last five starts, he created one chance. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't really want that. Yeah, his his mm. big game was surprise against Huddersfield where he created three chances. That was like his huge XA game. Yeah, that was probably like week nine or something. Yeah, so maybe he's February. not good. I don't know. He had some good games. <clears throat> he looks good. Like he looks classy. good, look, and he, look he had the test. occasional, like sporadic good game. Like, like in May 9th against Leicester, they lost three one. Like, he had zero point six one xa that day. Only two key passes, but one of them was obviously like a huge chance. So, you know, he's Nate, got, he's got Nate it. Would be so proud. Ugh. Might just do it for, for for Grandpa Nate. Yeah, do it for Nate. He would be so happy. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's right. it's worth considering, but uh, that's is that it? I mean, yeah. Well, there's like all these fucking shitty Wolves players. We don't have to talk about them, but yeah, five's pretty bad this year. I mean, the defense is kind of odd. Like we've been talking about yeah. it, is that there's premiums, then the five fives all are like, oh, they're okay, but they're yeah, still they're like okay. eh, they carry some risk, yeah. And then it just falls off a fucking cliff because the bad teams are bad and the yeah. clean sheets don't look good from the bad teams. I, and I mean, we, we did gloss over Palisle, but I mean, without Sacco and Tompkins, we're bad. We're really bad. So our yeah. replacement for Tompkins is an absolute potato sack piece of shit. So I have no confidence that we will ever keep a clean sheet if we is don't it have to be like What's there. it going to be, like Dan and Kelly or something? I think he's going to play Kelly. Kelly keeps playing. I don't think yeah, he's going to play Dan. And I don't know. I mean, I, Dan's average minutes per game in preseason is seventy three, and Kelly's is seventy five. So basically, they both just yeah, started right. every single preseason match. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, Sacco's been been out for most preseason. I think like two games, one game or something. But I, I just I don't I don't like it. I, Dan obviously Dan's so much better than Kelly. That's not even a remote comparison. But Dan's very flawed. He's older and and just you know he's, he's old. Yeah. So I don't know. And then so we're, Ward, we're Ward is going to be right back. That's and some fucking nonsense that we haven't purchased a right back. I don't even Good want God. to touch that topic. But. God. All right, All so right. four fives. Yeah, four fives. I mean, so we did just mention Callum Chambers. That's interesting. I think he's the most likely to start along alongside Socrates, getting well, an Arsenal center back. Yeah, and then holding He'll be back maybe like a couple months or something like that. Nate was saying maybe after the international break. So he's and their, he's gonna finally he's their stop by far Mustafi. best defender. So as soon as he's yeah, back, but is he going to stop playing Mustafi? Yeah, I think they're trying to. They're almost have confirmed sale of Mustafi, and it seems like the starters are going to be Callum and Sock, as far as I, I can tell. I haven't seen 
any almost sale of Mustafa. I've seen them asking for thirty million for Mustafa. No, but that was like him. that came from Milan, I think. Like Milan wanted to want him or something, and they they're trying to get rid. And Callum's been starting. He started like three out of the last four preseason games alongside Socrates. Like I don't know. It's He's a so it's good. risky, but four or five Arsenal defenders pretty pretty good deal. It's fucking. Wham bam, thank you, man. Steal the deal. Yeah, but exactly. I am very nervous about that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I would That's have the, the, the stones to go with Chambo. I just, Mustafi, he fucking plays Mustafi for fun. He like yeah. loves him. It's funny, Mustafi it's subbed in yesterday also against, it was a game of comedy, but he subbed in. He played literally four minutes, and that's when he made a huge mistake. And like didn't mark Suarez, and then Suarez came in for the game winner. <laughs> it's it's just it so great. ridiculous how bad he is. It's just yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, but I used Chambo, to defend yeah, him too. Okay. I used to be like, no, like he's left on an island, like blah blah blah, and he just gives you no chance to like defend him. He just keeps making mistakes. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Chambo, maybe Chambo. Okay. Well, we still have four days. So if Mustafi yeah. goes, then Chambers is that's a great really, pick. Really, Seems like a that's great really pick. good. Yeah, because like he's four also five is so cheap to like you can you can find someone with good fixtures in three and four and like rotate one spot between Chambo and someone else or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's very easy to do with a four or five. Yeah, you can find rotating four or fives. I mean, you could if you even want to go this deep, but you could even go like three, four or fives for two spots like the old days. Yeah, the good old days. And just, yeah, that's very reasonable, uh, I think. Save save 1.5 or whatever. All right, so Chambo's good. Villa Villa have like 38 defenders there are other than Mings. I just, I don't know, I've, I've been seeing things about Gilbert, yeah, or whatever. I was about to say he's Joubert <laughs> is the only one that like interests me. Like he has no. It's, Gil- it's Gilbert alone. <laughs> Gil- Gilbert, fucking, Frederick fucking Gilbert. No, it's Fred- Frederick no, it's- Gilbert. No, it's Fred Gilbert from Iowa. Fred Iowa Gilbert. City, Iowa. Yeah, he's Fred Gilbert. That's actually a great name. I like that name a lot, <laughs> Fred Gilbert. But he's he, a card um, magnet, though, right? He has no like. History of attacking prowess. I guess he played maybe under in like a conservative system in France or whatever. But every fucking highlight I've seen of him is like incredible. He's like really, really good on the ball, and his crosses have been really good. And he has a lot of assists this preseason. I just don't like we said with Heaton. I just don't really back Villa to keep clean sheets and like. Even if you're fucking putting up huge attacking returns and you keep six clean sheets on the season, like you're still not really fantasy relevant is the problem. Yep, I agree. Um, so I think Montoya is really interesting at Brighton, 4-5. He's been playing that wing back slash whatever the four in the 3-4-3 three, three is. Yeah, I didn't realize he played a 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, Montoya's played every fucking minute of preseason, basically. Yeah, I mean, he's been going from 3-4-3, three, three, I think, in like 3-5-2 or something like that. Oh, okay, um, okay. He, I'm not. Sh- I don't know. He's been playing three at the back because, like, the when Gro- when Grob was in, not last game, the game before. I think he might be is going to be doing like three four three in away games and playing Gross at home with Trossard. I, I don't remember. Or maybe that was more in a flat back four. I, I don't remember exactly. But okay. Montoya playing out of position at four or five. I mean, we don't often get four or five wing backs, so 
that's someone to, to monitor. I think yeah. if not, you know, is is one of the on the short list of four or five options that I like anyway. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really know about him, and and that's definitely interesting. And they we mentioned with Ryan, they do have exceptionally good fixtures, and getting someone who's even though we think their defense is bad, like getting someone who's attacking paired with the fixtures makes it a, a lot more tolerable, in my opinion. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying like Dan Burr, and they they just bought him from some championship side. Had a really good game the other day, like bordering man on the match performance. I don't know a fucking thing about him other than he's a must be a lad. His name is Dan Burr. Dan Burr. If he's under like six four, I'd be shocked. He's just probably like <laughs> the, fu- he's probably a fucking <laughs> unit. This guy, but um, he's oh, they got the, him from he's Wigan. The English. He's the English Rodri. He's a yellow card machine in the championship. It's <laughs> great. I like oh, that. Man. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I think Montoya is like super interesting, especially because their fullbacks are dog shit. They have such bad fullbacks yeah. on this team. They it's basically astonishing. Like haven't had fullbacks for like two Ever. seasons. Yeah, they just have like I mean, old guys. I like Gaiten Bong is still on the book somehow. Yeah. He's so far away from a Premier League player. It's Comical. Yeah, it's actually insane. Yeah, but yeah, Byrne is just another center back, right? So as of now, before they make any sales, it's just like Dunk, Duffy, and Byrne in the middle yeah, and three. wingbacks. Yeah, yeah. And yep, then exactly also, act, this could actually, because like, okay, let me open the Brighton page. What's going on here? Because if they sell Duffy or Dunk to Leicester, God, they have no four four O guys. That's a shame. How do they not? Have, they're Brighton. How do they not have any four O defenders on their fucking roster? Brighton, baby. I was gonna say maybe Amex. we get like a four O starter or something like that if they if they sell one of them. You know? Yeah, no, it's not happening. It's kind of weird that Dunk is four five and Duffy's five. Like, well, Duffy's. The counties and the goals, like yeah, he's such goals. a monster. He has like four goals in preseason, dude. He's yeah, a he fucking monster. Yeah, he is a monster. You're right. There's, I mean, there's only the one goal that dunk- and the goals. <laughs> <laughs> there's, only, there's only one goal that Dunk aims at. It's his own. Yeah, it's his so own. that's You're an right. issue. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Is so bad. Yeah. All right, so Brighton Montoya. I like Montoya. I'm, yeah, I'm, that, I'm, that's kind of interesting. That. I, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna like table that and look him up a little bit more. And get get. Yeah, in there. I'm I'm very close to just having like Rabo Van Dyke and then three shit houses in defense. I mean, like, I'll I tell you what, it opens up that. a lot of fucking shit, man. It's yeah. like so. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Phil Bardsley at Burnley. That's another one of Nate's favorites. Oh God, Nate awesome. just threw up but, in his mouth. <laughs> but I mean, if we're gonna go Pope, I just. The fixtures are tough, so it's a, it's a difficult rotation for them. Like the game is two to four, but they also have Gibson, which I mean, if they do get rid of Tarko, Gibson at four is just fucking. Yeah. So I mean, good. I think the reason that we're super into Pope and not really into any of the four fives is because it's similar to like Loris versus like Vertonghen and, and Alderweireld. It's like they get the same clinching points, obviously, but. Larice and similar to Pope get a ton of saves, save points and bonus points, and the defenders don't. And if they're the same price, that just is a feels bad. But yeah, four O would would be the difference of like making a guy interesting or not. Yeah, 
So, I mean, Gibson, if, if that happens, is one of my, well, you know, again, we'll know by Friday, the deadline's Friday, yeah, the we'll actual Friday. transfer deadline's on Friday, so that's a nice thing. And they, you know, they got, they got a fucking Eric Peters, the, the embodiment of a Dyche player, back up incredible. from Stoke. Yeah, He's incredible. He's just pure, pure Dyche-ism. Is, is Eric Peters? So they've got you know all the boy the band. It'll back probably be what Loten and Taylor fullbacks and and me and Tark. I don't know who fucking I, cares. I, who I actually never... fucking cares? All right, all right, all right. Jesus. I'm sure Bardley's, Bardsley will be in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Bardsley. Okay. Um, we have Newcastle. It looks like they're gonna Brucey's gonna stick with that three at the back. So you have Jamal in at four five. Um, he, I can't. He's you know he's he's usually five. Right? Uh, there's Does also been... right before Newcastle. There's also the Turkish psychopath guy on Leicester, the guy that looks <laughs> like no, no country guy? of old men guy. <laughs> he plays so, some so yeah, so you or whatever. He plays some in preseason. Like Evan sort of isn't nailed because Soinchu's been playing a lot of minutes. Um, and it also, if they don't buy a replacement for Maguire, it might just be him and Evans. And he's four or five on Leicester, and that's pretty good. Yeah, I I, I agree. That's yeah. that's a good show. Just throwing that that's out there. Show. But yeah, okay. so back to Newcastle. What were you saying? Yeah, I mean Jamal's four or five. I don't. He hasn't been four or five the last two years. Is five. Um, yeah. I mean, he somehow didn't score a goal last year, but. You know, I don't. I mean, their fixture is really bad, but you know, Newcastle four or five. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Bruce, if they're going to be three at the back playing like same shit house Park boss that you know that they did last season, uh, it could be something there. And Shars five, right? Yeah, Shars. Yeah, I mean, Shars out of position striker, so he's yeah, exactly. He's just a worldy <laughs> machine. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's, I mean, so is it going to be like? Fernandez is the other center back. That's bad. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter. Ugh. He is so bad. I, mean, I love making Jamal fun of him, a, though. Yeah, no, I, I take your point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Norwich, I mean, they have like Aaron's is supposed to kind of be fullback. He was like player of the year. Yeah, he, he's supposed to be very, very good. Yeah, but he's like an ab- actual little, little boy child. So I mean, Norwich seemed like a very strong. St- Norwich is just so far away from my radar. Like, really? I haven't I, looked at them at all. This is the like year of nostalgia for us with like Norwich and Villa coming back because when we started playing fantasy, they were just regulars in the prem, and it was like it was like good times. I just I, I feel nostalgia with both of these teams, but yeah, defensively they're they're a nightmare, and they haven't like reinforced at all. So yeah, seems like away. an easy easy stay away. Even though Aaron's is supposed to be amazing, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, Jack O'Connell on Sheffield United is their they used that he was their overlapping center back last year. I you know it remains to be seen if uh, if Wilder's going to do that this year. But he's if if you're going there for a four or five, that would be my pick. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I don't really know anything about their back right, line. Good, I'm not going to lie. Good, I, good, all, all I know about them is by FML all I know about them is Lundstrom is four zero and he's been starting every game in preseason. Yeah, good point there. Lund- so Lundstrom basically didn't get much of a sniff last year in the championship, but you know Wilder's playing a three five two this preseason pretty exclusively, and Lundstrom four zero has been playing out of position at CDM. I mean, I don't even know. We've had this conversation before. If it's even good. If your your guy's playing CDM rather than center back, because it's like you're more likely to get cards, 
assists are still hard to come by, and then sometimes you don't even go up for set pieces. And but you, you get like less clearances and blocks and stuff like that too, probably. Yeah. But whatever. Um, anyway, I mean, the point is he's four zero and he's been starting every game, so that's good. So I mean, I've seen yeah, I've seen like I think like Freeman is the other player that is competing with him, or some fucking player. I don't know who it is, and he's like the more defensive option, and then the other dude that they have is a little bit more attacking of an option for that same spot. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it would stun anyone if like by game week three or game week four Lundstrom doesn't start another game the rest of the season but no, for 4-0 for 4 it's like whatever it doesn't matter but yeah Lundstrom looks like a pretty okay 4-0 that yeah, was a good and the others will be totally like O'Connell Egan and like Basham or something like that or, yeah that, that, so, that's what they ran out last year is probably the same yeah the Bash, Wait, so Bash do Bash they have wingbacks worth considering so like Enda Stevens is is one of the wingbacks from last year who's really good like attacking statistics but he's five they they they, oh, they stuck one in. yeah they stuck yeah he had four goals six assists last season it's great yeah I mean but, he played four thousand minutes actually four thousand yeah, yeah. twenty nine minutes so. all that tells you is he's a fitness monster yeah <laughs> I mean Derek will probably <laughs> like him he probably gets up and down the wing <laughs> fucking Derek um, Bednarek's four or five. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, there's like Watford and Southampton, four or five options. It's just like, ugh. They're right? bad. They're, West Ham, too. They're just They're bad. Just bad. West Ham, like, Jop, like, Jop is four or five. It's, it's looking at what they're up to playing these four guys with fucking Fornals, Lanzini, Allaire, and who am I forgetting? Uh, and Felipe. Felipe. Like, Felipe is pretty much the only one of those players that I can tell that's, that come, tracks back. Yeah, and I mean, you don't he's want like floating. You don't want to buy a defender when his the only cover is Mark Noble and Declan Rice, and the rest of the pitch are just all attackers who are just far forward. Yeah, and like like you said, Felipe tracks back and shit, but like they did not address any position on the back line. Like they have Fredericks instead of Zabaleta. Like, is that even good? I don't know. <laughs> and then they didn't address the rest of the back line and they still have no midfield so it's just they're still just going to be really bad yeah it's bad they're going to have a lot of three twos this year I think yeah 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 they can score goals they can do that for sure alright so I mean wrapping up what? so the four there's also like Rico over Bournemouth I don't know if he's in a play I have no idea what's happening yeah I mean there's like as as much as you hate Kelly like a four of Palace starters definitely interesting um but yeah, that's basically if, he, it. if he's starting. I mean, if he's starting, still don't know. Still yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. About that. And then there's that other that that little boy Ben Johnson on on West Ham. He's been playing a lot in preseason. Fullback. Oh really? Yeah, he's okay. been playing. Someone on Slack was like complaining about it. Didn't understand why he kept starting because he was like the worst player on the pitch. <laughs> well, playing it's over probably Fred- because he's his been competition playing over is Fredericks and Zabaletta. Yeah, he's so. been playing over Frederick, so I don't know if that's a okay. thing, but it's, right. it's something. Right, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just chatting, you know. I'm just chatting. Yeah. He, he got like sixty two minutes or something. Last one of our yeah, Max or one of our good West Ham boys on Slack was yeah, chatting yeah. about it. Okay. Um, so what do we learn here? We learned that there this are is bad, some interesting guys there are some that guys. they all need to be rotated. I think. So what if you have just hypothetically, like you go two Liverpool defenders, and then you go like. Amn Montoya, Diego Montoya, and, <laughs> and like some other guy, and you start two of three, and you rotate. You have five, four, five, four, five for those three spots. So you're, you're you're in a three back formation in FPL, basically. 
Yeah. I think that's good. No, you would be starting four. You would probably be starting starting four four. defenders, and you have three guys for two spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd be starting two Liverpool. I mean, yeah, I think we'd have to, or the listener would have to put in the work and see about the rotations and stuff. And it probably wouldn't be like totally clean. Like, there's some rotations I saw on Twitter, like, oh, avoid the entire top six, but they're like bad teams. But if you get the the decent players on the teams that we just mentioned, I think you can make it work that you'll get a lot of points from that spot. I mean, clean sheets are not easily predictable and they're not consistent and definitely not as consistent as like attacking returns. But it's still, I think, a reasonable strategy and it's worked a lot in the past in FPL. And the guys that we're picking on, like if you do get like two wing backs and, and, Maitland Isles or something, then like they also have the attack returns to maybe fill that out a little bit. So yeah, I think it's I think it's reasonable. It's something that I'll probably spend the rest of today tinkering with at least. You know, <laughs> I can I can guarantee that. <laughs> and I this is oh my god, dude, we're on forty minutes. Forty minutes. Yeah, already? we just spent basically like a fucking <laughs> half hour on four or five defenders. All right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah, we need to speed um, it up. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, this is also flying in the face of what we've been talking about, about investing heavily at the back to a degree, but it's also fun. It's, like, it's so. the mix of both, though, right? Like, I, yeah, I yes, like, it is. We would have two premiums. Yeah, too. I like having at least a couple premiums that are just your rocks and you start every week and you reliably you know, can, can expect like 200-ish points from them. And then rotating another spot or two seems... Seems more tolerable and fine. The the what we yeah. don't want is a full defense of like kind of punty shitty guys because that's just bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to mids. So mids, we're doing six five and under. Um, yeah. So how can we six, how five. can we speed this up but still do what we just did? Because I like. Well, we're going to be able to go really really quick through the six five mids because there's like three. Right, so well, that's there's a good gross who is great. And I really like, and but, but he's, he's also not playing in the three four three. Yeah, so he's about not to an say. option at yeah, all. Yeah, so Potter looking back is is like he rotates a lot, um, and so it, it should not be surprising to anyone to see like a cup few attackers in one game and different attackers in the next game. Maybe it's a home away rotation, like you said. But yeah, I mean, it's basically just a stay away. As much as I like him and like the prospects of him under Potter, it's just you can't. All right. I mean, while we're um, on Brighton, let's just bang this out because they've got all these guys. So Trossard at six is kind of out of position. Ish in the three four three is playing like up forward. He's been playing him, I think, with like Lokaida. Yeah. As well, or, or Jahan Bosch or something. Lokaida well, no, and Murray have been starting almost every game, and Trossard has also been starting like every game. Yeah, um, one thing I can tell you from the Brighton forums that I've been spending too much time on is that everyone says that Lakaida is horrible, and he but just everyone be says in the that Trossard's been amazing. Yeah, that so Trossard's been in and out of my team, but it, it's obviously a huge punt, and this is something like I told myself I would not do, and it will be very. I mean, I will see all the discipline of my soul to control myself <laughs> here, but he, yeah, he's been like kind of man of the matchy, and he's got he has a lot of indirect set pieces. It sounds like all preseason, but I just don't know if that's going to translate with FPL points. Is is the concern for me? But right. he's six, so you know, at that six spot, there's not a ton, and they do have a few good fixtures. 
could yeah. be an, it could be an okay like two or three game week kind of see what he's up to. I mean, no one owns him, so I would be you'd be hard pressed to expect a price drop even if he did blank for two or three first couple. Yeah, so I, I like him. I, I, I like. I, like I, him. Don't, I really don't dislike a team that has like one ish punt like this. Like, yeah, the template. Right now has zero punts. I mean, it's just like I don't, hev- don't like that. Yeah, it's just like heavy at the back. It's like Fraser Perez. Like you know, it's just like very template. Everyone that was good last season, basically, and just very safe and like blah blah blah. And like, yeah, you don't really love that. You you want to try and have a little fun and also find like because one of the some six zero is going to be good. Like some five five is going to be good. Like. It's really fun to to try and find that upside guy, and it's not that much of a risk to just have one spot that's there and that you can like spend your transfers on and stuff. I, I mean, it might not be the best strategy. It's probably safer and better to just go with a template team, but it's not how we really like to play. Yeah, it's fun. Having fun is fun. Yeah, so, okay, fun so that's fun. fine about Brighton, whatever. So yeah, I guess else. the other thing. I mean, we've been all over Ioze. Yeah. What? But what we have. TL TLs TL Amon's also there at yeah. six five. What do you is he been in and out of your team at all, or have you just TL been or I I say? Say? Um, TL both. No, I haven't. I haven't tinkered with him at all. I mean, I like the player a lot, and I like the look of him, and I really do rate him and think he's class. But he's just like I don't know. He's he's like the secondary assist guy because Matto is further forward, and and like you know. Actually, passing into the box and like more assist potential, and I just don't see a reason to really ever go Telemans there, at, unless you're like tripling Leicester attack or something. I think he's comfortably the fourth best Leicester option in FPL behind like Vardy, Perez, Matto, Telemann. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, what Perez, about... Perez seems fucking great though. I mean, yeah, we talked. I, I feel about like him we've been week. talking about him a lot. Yeah, we yeah. talked I mean, about we him both, last week. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't left my team in like two weeks. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's he's just great. Um, what do you what about Redders? Yeah, I mean he's good. He's is he even been playing? He's been like he sort of in playing. and out. I think he has been playing, kind of in like more of that support role though, because he's still playing Che and and Dings. Yeah, I mean because his minutes have been sixty three, forty five, twenty nine, forty five, like very inconsistent. I'm not. Positive, he even has a role in this team because there's going to be two up top, and it's probably going to be Ings and Che, and they're both way better than him. I don't know. I, yeah, I, haven't, no, I haven't fucked with Redmond at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, so West Ham's starting to get a lot of buzz because that front four has been interchanging, looking really good. Yeah, the front four. Is they have good. two. They have two six five options with Lanzini and Fornals. Do you do you see do you see anything there worth punting on? Yeah, someone recently on, like DM'd us on Twitter about Lanzini, and I was just like, no, not interested. But he has been sort of the number ten. Like it's been Fornals and Felipe have been the wider guys. Alaire just starts every game and has been great. And then Lanzini's kind of been the ten, and he's scoring all these worldies, which you know isn't really reliable or consistent, but he. He keeps doing them, and you know he's class. We've we've seen him be really good in the Premier League before. I mean, he was like he was like linked to, for a Coutinho replacement, you know, two years ago. You know, he he can be really good, but I still don't. I don't really trust his like goal scoring as something to rely on. Uh, I just yeah. yeah, I haven't really fucked with it either. Have you? 
Yeah, I've fucked with Lanzini. I've been fucking with him a lot. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, okay. I'm, like, obs- you know, I'm like obsessed with Lanzini. Yeah, he's been always been one of my favorite him. players. I, yeah. He's been, I've owned him like six different times in FBL. Holy shit. Um, in yeah, the, no, I mean, he's a classy guy. I just, it's the thing that is, I don't, I mean, I, I, it seems like he's been playing around with those positions for those three behind Allaire a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Lanzini sometimes like, you know, between playing on the wing and central, same with Fornals. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Lanzini, everything that I keep seeing is, you know, everyone laments his work rate defensively, just doesn't do it. So everyone's kind of like, okay, then let him float and just play in behind and right. whatever, which is ideal. And the other thing that's very interesting is that, you know, Alaire keeps, looks like this tendency to really just be the holdup merchant and they, someone's got to run in behind him to, to score. Yeah, his name's and Jack I, Wilshire. So uh, Lanzini's very interesting to me. He's I understand the consistency's never been there, but it's really been like more to I think like injuries. So I I I don't know. I I, West Ham I have just a rock hard raging one for West Ham. They have so many guys that just want them all. Dream sex, like it's just yeah. like so fun and new and awesome. Like, yeah, no idea what they're gonna do. Their back seven is absolute dog shit, and their front four is play so with the back fun seven. and good. Yeah, it's just like Jack is. They play with one DM, like a, two children at full pack, yeah. and like Jop and Jop and Balbuena, who are just kind of bad. Yeah, so. and they're like Fab, bail us out, dude. We, yeah. Fab, we need eleven saves today to win. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean Allaire, like to your point, just for people who haven't been following, like in their last preseason game against Bill Bow, like the first goal was Allaire hold up, then like a good pass into Fornals. No, the first goal was the first goal was Allaire own goal. What do you mean? Oh, really? Did he own goal? Oh yeah, own oh. goal immediately. It's like ten minutes that. in. I like. Oh that. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, Maitland Niles yeah. also to get, open his open his account. Yeah, there's good vibes, but with the yeah, own goal. Yeah. But guys. keep going, sorry. But yeah, no, it was just like Allaire basically to Fornals who overheaded it, overhead kicked, bicycle kicked it, it was saved, and Lanzini scored. And then the next one was just also Allaire really good hold up, found Jack with a late run into the box who slaughtered it, and it's just to your point. And like Kaylee mentioned it on the on the fireside chat, like. His passing is just so good. Like he is, he's also a good goal scorer out there. And like, you know, I'm sure he'll score plenty of goals. He he might even take pens if Noble's not on the pitch. Who knows? But his passing is incredible. Like he had nine assists last season, and that was barely even overshooting his XA. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, and the thing yeah. the thing about that with Allaire, right, is that is going to make him a bonus point machine. Because that's the yeah, thing that, like, he doesn't take that high of a volume of shots, so he's not going to be like missing the target and shit a lot. But right. he's going to be creating and setting up chances. So he's gonna, if he scores like a goal, even if he doesn't get an assist, he's probably going to be nailed for those three, right? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that is a really good point. Yeah, I mean, he he has potential to basically put up like a better than Jimenez season last season numbers. Like he he has real potential to be like a double digit goals, double digit assists guy. Yeah, and he's he's in my team right now. Alair? Oh yeah. Oh my god, you bad boy. 
<laughs> I just, he's so good. He's yeah. so fun. I mean, I, I really like the look of him. They have the, and we mentioned this last pod, I think, when we were talking about Felipe, but they have Home City, Nightmare. But then they, they go on a pretty decent run of fixtures for a while. So, you know. The one thing, although I will, we have to move on from West Ham, but the caveat is that there is some chatter about them needing Antonio in the, in the midfield because it's too lightweight and too much of a joke. And probably needing a goal scorer. Yeah, I mean, that's a shame. Just so that they have someone who will play defense a little bit. So yeah. I don't know if the balance is going to be so atrocious and they lose fucking 6-1 to City, which is definitely possible. <laughs> it's absolutely and on then, the And then, I mean, if Pellegrini fucking plays Jack in this 4-2-3-1 against City, they're going to get oh, worked. Yeah. It's going to be bad. It's going to be yeah. bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if Pellegrini's just like throwing out the city game and he's going to play like all these little bus guys and just bust and try and lose 2 0. But, okay. Antonio is also maybe their best right back, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah, he's he's always been good at fullback, right back whenever he's played there. Just throwing that out there. So, that's all 6 5 guys, right? Yeah, so six. We talked about Trossard. Um, what do you see at the six? We, I mean, I know you like Grealish. I, yeah, I, I like Grealish. Him. A big part of it is, again, I keep saying this, but the fixtures are just absolutely incredible. Um, if you're going to like, like he's obviously punty because he's on a promoted side and he's a six million, but he's their main man, elite passer, you know, good numbers. I feel like he'll just tick comfortably for the first nine game weeks when the fixtures are that good. But going f- past that, I don't know. But getting someone who ticks comfortably for the first nine games is a good thing. So yeah, I don't know. I'd rather have McGinn. I mean, he's five five, and it looks like he's a little more involved in like the final action. Yeah, Grealish he might be more, more of a goal scorer. Yeah, that, yeah that's Grealish. a shout. Yeah, I mean, McGinn's numbers were nothing to write home about last year in the championship with again like a four thousand minute thing, whatever. But I just feel like Grealish is going to be more like progressing the ball, like you know. Kayla yeah, that, that's what Kayla was saying. Like yeah. he's he's kind of the hockey assist guy, and McGinn and then, also like I mean. You gotta pump the brakes on preseason hype a little bit, but like he's been destroying. Like he has three I mean, goals in the last two, and one of them was like that insane, like touchline worldy. Yeah, I mean McGinn, he hasn't for one second. His name hasn't even like been on my flash to my team for a second. Yeah. I don't know people that are playing with starting with him, but I mean his name's McGinn. Like that's that's a bar that's a bartender's name. <laughs> he's a bar. He's just a bartender. He's a con. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's he's good, and for five five, that's probably like as good as you you can get. But we'll, I want to we'll talk about this fucking <laughs> this oh, fucking God. guy on Edward House team, Arno Danjuma Groneveld. Okay, yeah, they Who just bought him. The right? fuck they, is that? They like His just bought Dan, him. Yeah, yeah. His name's Danjuma. It's a, it's a legend. Sounds like see this is Danjuma. This is like Texas high school football stud. Danjuma. Danjuma. Dan Juma. That's such an interesting name. Who is, Especially is he going to prevent King from playing? I have no yeah, idea Grunewald. what his That's, deal is. I've never heard of Grunewald is like a Harry Potter villain or something. Yeah, he, he played 90 in their last preseason game. He just got yeah. there. Brooks, yeah. so is there any... Can we take advantage of Brooks being out for a long time or no? Like, is there any... How, how could that happen? How is that possible? Like, is someone else going to play, like, that wide mid and just be good? I, I don't know. I mean, if, if Andrew Sermon's not in the team sheet day one, I'll be stunned. I have no idea. How could anyone know? Like, fucking Stan's yeah. probably, yeah. Stan probably, like, 
tore his ACL yesterday again. Who knows? And Ibe is obviously a fucking nightmare for FPL. Yeah. He comes and goes. And I mean, Dan Juma is the king. Yeah, never I don't mind. know who he is there's or what no, he does. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, it's Dan, Dan Juma. It's going to be Dan Juma. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, I'm a 20 goal scorer this season. You're here to hear first. <laughs> so we mentioned Trissard already. Um, don't really want to talk about Burnley. And do you have things to say about Barkley or Mount? I mean, a lot of people are going that way, but I don't want to talk about them. I mean, I think we just need to make clear the the ire for the for the player of of Wasp Barkley. It's just we've said it time and time again, but I mean, if his name was like. Ross Barkweld, and he was German. No one would even be talking about him. Yeah, he'd be on Huddersfield. Yeah, it's just a nonsense. I mean, I get the pens. He's taking a couple pens or whatever, but yep. Mount Mount is his boy. They have five thousand midfielders. We don't know what formation they're going to play. We don't know the team they're going to pick. I just don't. We don't even know if how long it's going to take to get a safe lineup. So, like, even game week one and two, like, may not tell us anything going forward, you know? And it's all. It's just there's, yeah. like, if you're punting on this spot, like, you can't punt on someone who's not even remotely close to being nailed. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Because then you're, you're booking a transfer on a spot where, you know, you want to try and get away with it. Yeah. And you know, like you said, if it's your only pun eleventh man and you have like King and you know, Raz, Mo, like heavy defense, whatever, and, and you're punting on one spot and you're British and you wanna get Ross, then like fucking fine, dude, like whatever. But just know the risk and and just just know what you're getting into there. Yeah, and also it's, it's I, like I don't think it's gonna end pretty. Someone in Slack was mentioning Tammy Abraham, and I'm I'm very interested. I mean, Tammy's great, he's class, he's been starting and looking good, he's played way more minutes than Bats and, and Giroud. But what I wrote to him is just there's just no upside to getting to starting with him game week one. Like that in the absolute best world scenario, he he starts off red hot. You know, scores like a couple goals first two game weeks or something like that. So you get like maybe let's just say an, a net of like ten points or something because you know obviously other people have you know other players playing who maybe blanked one of two or blanked both. You're not gaining that many points on the field, and then everyone gets him. You know, and everyone didn't have to start their team with that risk. And now if Tammy's red hot and nailed and looking good. Then everyone transfers him in by like game of two or three or whatever, and you no longer have the the like quote unquote advantage of starting with him. You know that you just get so little for taking that risk that it's just not worth it's not worth it. Well said. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so Townsend is he nailed in your team or? <laughs> <laughs> you just you know you know how to how to put it how to needle you just know. You know. <laughs> I wish Harvey Barnes is nailed because I fucking love that motherfucker, but he's not. Well, it looks like Al, it looks like Albs is is in that team. Yeah, I think Albrighton is. You know, sure. I guess I guess Albrighton's in. So, yeah, right. Barnes um, is out. Um, just a name to stash away for the future. Buendia, I've I've read a yeah. lot of really good things about him. Like yeah. the fixtures are just horrific in the first few, and Norwich might just be a whipping boy this whole season. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, he had a massive season last season. It's supposed to be really good. Um, yeah, I, I don't mean, see anything else at the six. I mean, there, is Newcastle there are so bad, but Almiron. 
must be said, like in flashes looked really good last season. And I don't know if Omar he can has, finish, but he has know. scored zero goals for the team since he's gotten here. Yeah, I mean he he played seven hundred minutes or whatever. Like I'm just saying he looked good. If if Joey Linton is good or something and Almiron is running in behind, sure, whatever. No, it's it's John Joe's team. It's gotta be John Joe if anyone. Yeah. I like the I actually do like the John Joe pick. There's also JWP, which is slightly interesting. Um It's it's not interesting to me. I mean he's not on pen if if Dings was dead, then it would be interesting. But if he doesn't even, if he doesn't have pens, I think he's just too lightweight. I mean, he's never really gotten like a full season and he, I mean, he's he's just straight up never gotten. He's only played like he plays like half the minutes every season. But he was nailed and pretty good under Ralph and scoring all those free kicks and stuff. And he he could be good. You know, he's on all the corners and indirects also. They should have put him at five five. He's overpriced. If he was five five, he'd probably be in a lot of teams. But yeah, I, he's yeah, interesting well, to me. He's interesting. Being in some teams compared to zero teams is usually a good thing with the pricing. Yeah, for that's my good. Position, that means he priced him correctly. Five. The fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Really? All right. So moving on, I think. So five five. I mean, like Westwood is five five. You got a big price hike. I don't know. I mean, five five. There's just nothing there. We talked about McGinn. Is McGinn, there any, any names you want to throw out? Um, <clears throat> looking yeah, around. like Paul Brighton's five five. I don't know if he's going to be sticking like, there. They have a lot of options. It's like get, getting someone that's zero to two goals and like five to eight assists. It's just not good. Like it's just. I wish that that was good enough to put in your team, but it's just not. So I'm just like not looking at him at all. Um, yeah, I mean Hughes. Hughes is five five. He's he's been playing. I mean, I don't know if he'll get any points, but he's just a name. I'm, I'm just saying out of my face right now. Yeah, Patrick Roberts is five five one to monitor. Um, is that the Sheffield United guy who's playing out of position? No, he's the he was the former City midfielder that Norwich bought, and he's been lighting it up in preseason. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, who's, who's who am I talking about that? Fuck, Sheffield guy, uh, Callum something or oh, um, Robinson, Robinson. Right? Yeah, so I, I mean, I've seen him and some team people trying to like get away with one, and it's. I mean, they just bought the little sock guy, Ollie McLaddy. They have lease. They haven't integrated yet. I just there's no world in my life that I can imagine this some random fuck is going to be playing up top after they just spent like fifty mil. Yeah, so he's scoring I think a that's ton a horror, of goals. I think it's a hard. Yeah, I mean it's a pre. I think it's a fucking horrible pick. So yeah. I hope everyone. I hope everyone has them. Yeah, there's not really many others. There's a lot of DMs here. At five, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, are I, there I, any guys? So I mean, Jack Jackington Ugh. is there. You know, you could always rotate Jack and feel great about it. <laughs> John John Joe also five. I, I actually mean, I a ton like of G, legitimately but. think he's a pretty good pick. I I've been playing around. I, I've had John Joe in my draft a few times. I just think he's so he's so bad for like a good team to like be good because his position. He just wants to not play defense, but he's defensive mid. It's I agree. I mean, he's gonna have especially with Richie out now. He's gonna be on a lot of set pieces, and he's five. Like I don't know. Like if like you could rotate John Joe and Jack, you're just going to be like getting two and three points every week safely. Like I want to put it in a little bit of statistical perspective for, for the listeners. You probably think we're just complete idiots and talking out of our ass right now, but like, like John Joe 1516 <laughs> was, was 0.23 XA per 90 last season, 0.18 XA per 90. 
to put that in perspective, like last season, that's like top 20. Like we're talking about like Siggy was 0.19, Philippe Anderson 0.2, like fucking Sun 0.17. Like these legitimate FPL options who are good. And, you know, obviously those guys are good because they also score goals and they're on better teams and stuff. But like John Joe actually is an incredible passer and creator. And if he's just starting every week and playing 3,000 minutes, then like he's probably going to be like eight, nine, 10 assists kind of guy. Because that's actually how good he is, and that's like proven over his career. Like he's been very consistent in that regard. He's 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 a psycho. He's got red card potential. He's got own goal potential. You know, he's he's not he's like got falling falling out with teammates and or manager at any instant potential. Oh, absolutely! Like cocaine, hookers, like STDs. He's got a really the full package. But if he's just starting every week and and. You know, has a bit of a free role because he can't defend anyway. Like he will approach like ten assists. That's just that's who he is. He's I, I love yeah, him I, so I, much. Like I'm being serious. It's like fucking crazy, but it's like yeah, he is that good. And for some reason, I mean, not for some reason because Rafa played so conservatively and like all like defenders basically. Like he didn't fit into the plans, but Bruce Bruce will let him run free. I think. John Joe and Jack. It's just the match made in heaven. Ugh, Jack. I wish he was nailed. He might be. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack was so good last game. Uh, uh, um, Hoiberg, five, whatever. It's a name. He's fine. Um, he's not good right, for FPL. I think, I think we're done here. I mean, the four or five is Dendonker. Everyone, everyone in the about. world has Dendonker. I think Hayden um, is also reasonable. He, he seems to yeah, be pretty he, nailed, and he's pretty good last season. Yeah, he might be. They did just buy that new kid. I'm not sure how he's going to fit in. Someone's going to miss out between, right. like... I mean, because I mean, Hayden was pushing for a move, right? But he just didn't get yeah, it, and then yeah. he's been playing a lot in preseason. But I mean, again, you know, they bought that new kid for a bunch of money, so someone's right. going to have to miss. Like between, I mean, fuck staff is not going to miss out. Right? It could be Jonjo. I mean, it could be. Could yeah, be it could be So one to oh, Monro, I guess. But then Donker's the guy that everyone has, and he's just like an actual starter and pretty good. So that's easy. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, forwards. Um. So, what do you think about King? I mean, I think he's a very bad pick, and I have no interest and haven't played with him once. That's my summary. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's a very bad pick. I think he's like okay. a conventional wisdom type pick for a reason. Like when you're looking at all these six five guys, you know, everyone's got their warts and. You know, Bournemouth have the two promoted sides, one, two, and then, you know, you are in position to reassess after that. He's obviously relying on pens, but it's, it's just one of those where I get it. Like I, I look around and I'm like trying to convince myself of any of these guys and I can't do it. So if you're just like King, pens, Bournemouth, two promoted, blah, 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 like fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I, I don't like him. I'm, I'm not going to have fun if I, Look at my team in the opening weekend after like all these months off and waiting for my team, and I fucking Josh fuck me king in my team. Yeah. It's like that's not what I'm doing. I mean, the, but that's the, my the player that's my who assessment. he is is like you said, relying on pens. And and what we mean by that is like over the last two seasons combined, he's over 400 minutes per open play goal. So you're basically saying I'm getting this guy. 
who has two good opening fixtures, but the fixtures don't really matter because he can't score an open play, so you need a pen. And then he has City in game week three, away Leicester game week four. I just don't get it at all. There's actual 6-5 guys that score an open play and are like actual strikers, and they're just better. And I hate relying on pens because it's just complete luck. So, I just, yeah, I just think it's a very bad pick, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, that's... That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to have him. You obviously aren't going to have him, so that's yeah. that's that. Yeah. But just you know, I'm looking looking around to the yeah. with the sheep everywhere else and other other people's chatter and the pundits and everyone's like, oh, King six five, like great savings, Bournemouth, blah blah blah. It's like when, as you say, you look you look under the hood. If the player is scoring an open play goal, one in every five or six games. That's fucking atrocious. So I don't, yeah, yeah, it's I one of those weird things where you get a player because they're on a decent attacking team in Bournemouth with good fixtures, but if they don't do anything in open play, you're not actually getting like you're not reaping the benefits of having someone on that team. If that makes sense, like it, his points are almost completely individual. Like he has nothing to do with how the team scores. Like the team can win four nil in open play and he'll have nothing to do. And they can lose four one and he gets a pen. And like it almost has nothing to do with the rest of the team when he gets his points, as far as I can tell. So I don't know. Don't like it. But <clears throat> yeah, kind of like a coverage pick. So six five. What, there's still you know a handful of names. What do you what do you like? There's a bunch of starters. I mean, I don't hate either of the Burnley guys. I've I've gone okay. on record before as liking kind of both of them. Um, Delafeu's hurt. I don't know what's going on with that. He's been in my team for like two weeks. I actually feel really really good with him to start the season. Um, one of it, the big. The big like warts on him and the big complaints that people have is that he scored basically all of his goals against like West Ham, Huddersfield, and Fulham last season. I don't mind that personally. To me, that just means he's the flat track bully and you, you can rely on him in good fixtures. And they have really good opening fixtures. They have home Brighton, away Everton's not great, home West Ham, away Newcastle. So I'm like, sure, he might be a flat track bully, but like I'm going to start the season with that. I can rely on him. He's really good in those matches, and then you know, then I'll transfer him out in game week five. So I really like Delafeu. I just don't know about this injury. Yeah, I'm definitely not hot on Delafeu at all. Um, okay. He just like he's getting a price hike, and he's reclassified to a worse spot for him, in my opinion. And it just like doesn't seem like he gets that many chances. And Watford in general are kind of a mixed bag. I just I, he goes missing in games a lot. Gracia doesn't have any problem subbing him really early. He's, he did that a lot last season. They have a lot of other options that he can throw up top with Gray, etc. I just don't like him. I, I don't like him at all. I don't see the, again. Like I just don't see the upside with him that much. And the upside is that in the in the easy like quote unquote easy fixtures last season, he was he was basically really good all season. He has hat trick potential. That's the upside. Like he can just yeah, take over any of these games against these awful teams that he's playing against and just destroy. And like his underlying numbers are really good. And most of the subs kind of happened when like. He didn't start the season as a starter, and then later they were in. The, they were like in the cup really late. They made it to you know yeah, the they final. Were confused, he got a little injured. Yeah, yeah and he was kind of rotated okay. then. But most no, of the season, fine. you're he, fine. You're yeah, fine. yeah, you're fine. You're fine. So, but the injury is a concern. So you, you'll have to monitor. Yeah, him so I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is like all man's 
panic station crisis if you go with him and he's just not in the squad I mean, for Yannick One. You just deep. you want to end it all. That's an end it all. I, uh, that's like stop yeah. stop potting, stop recording. Like, that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate Ashley Barnes. I think that's an atrocious pick. I think he's a fucking shit house. But okay. I I think Wood. You know, he's getting the momentum in preseason and he passes Bar- Barnes. Is in no way, shape, or form an eye test pass for me. Yeah, Barnes just is looks, an underlying number guy and a pen guy, and Wood is I don't eye test. Know, yeah, yeah. Like Barnes is an I don't know guy. Like he's just somehow like getting the deflection off the set piece and tapping it in guy. Like I don't know what he does. Yeah, good his numbers. Were he looks crazy like he does everything bad. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know. But Wood looks like a player that could. Like if he gets more reliable minutes, that he could push the 15, 17 goal mark. He's just a unit, and he's. You know he's really started to adapt and bet in. Like he was really good towards the end of last season. It's it, the minutes are concerning with J Rod there. You know, I just don't know what what's going to happen. And Burnley's opening fixtures are you know a little bit of a mixed bag. So he's one I definitely would keep an eye on though. Like after the first four game weeks, they have a nice run. If you he's still remember minutes, when I went crazy on Chris Wood like two seasons ago or something in preseason? Oh yeah, yeah. maybe it's last you season. You love him. Cause like, I don't remember, but yeah, I remember. In seventeen, yeah. eighteen, he also had ten open play goals, same as last <laughs> season. But his under, he played a lot less minutes. He played a thousand less minutes. So you can imagine, like his underlying numbers were that much better. Like he's always kind of put up really good, like non penalty xG, and he's just good. Like he's a really weird player because he's a unit, but he doesn't. He's not like a. He's not Ron he's Don. He's not like he- a header guy or anything like that. He's actually like good at dribbling and decent passer and and like yeah, he's just good. His movement's really good. He like uses yeah. his body really well against center backs to and get his, good his position to get shots off. Yeah, his rosy cheeks oh, yeah, are good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do, I do like, like one. Yeah, yeah, like one, like one. Okay, good, I good, love good, good, Pookie. Good. I don't really need to go into that though because their fixtures are away Liverpool, home Newcastle, home Chelsea, away West Ham, home City. So we're not going there, but maybe game week six. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah, interested. I don't, I, don't, I don't like Pookie at all. But uh, what, what about Jota? I'm still seeing people with Jota. They, you know, they got the Italian dude coming in. They have, I think they have a midweek game every week for the first like four, and their opening fixtures are horrible. But I mean, I'm still seeing Jota in like a lot of teams. What do you think? I mean, about the, that? Those last two points that you just said are the reason that I haven't considered him. Their Europa schedule is a fucking nightmare, and their fixtures are really, really, really bad. They have one good fixture in the first five. Um, I mean, really, first six. Like, away Palace isn't good either. And I really rate Jota. I really like him. I think he's better than Jimenez, not just because he's cheaper. I just think he's straight up better and just really, really good. But there's no apps i see like no reason to start with him like i just don't get it at all when they when they have a good fixture on later maybe they're knocked out of europa then like talk to me but to start with him it just seems bad i agree um so 6 million you know again a handful of guys of wesley on villa there's yeah. muzza j rod bentekers i mean bentekers is great don't really need to tell them much more about that <laughs> we got the dings and che on southampton what do you what do you we have jolinton do you, what are you seeing at 6 um, I mean, for the 50 millionth time this pod, I'll just mention Wesley. I don't really know that much about him. He had a really good scoring record in like a farmer's league. But again, the Villa fixtures are out of control and he's been scoring in preseason. I think like, it's interesting. Like, I don't know what to, like, what, what do you want out of a 6-0 guy? Like, let's say you are starting one just to start the season. You have this one slot that's 6-0 punt kind of guy. I feel like you want 
the upside of like fixtures more than you want someone who's like, you know, like maybe like a grayish who's like quote unquote dependable, even though like yeah. he might not be involved, you know? Like I would rather yeah. have someone like Wesley who's like, you know, home Bournemouth, home Everton, away Palace, home West Ham, two through five. Like maybe he scores a bunch of goals. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you to me, like you want like three goals in five or six, right? Basically. And I think with, with you know, away Spurs is awful, but two, three, four, five are some of the incredible fixtures. So I think you could get that with someone like Wesley. So I do like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, again, Villa. I just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to pay to find out. I'm happy to watch and then see. The thing that like kind of got me into Villa, besides their fixtures, was their their manager is very attacking. He has like a history of being like a very like playing attractive football, very good attacking football. And then last season, obviously, they didn't. They weren't one of the automatic promoted teams, but. There was a point when Graylish was injured for like three months, and they were just awful in that period. They were just complete dog shit. But either side of it, they were incredible. They went on like an eighteen match win streak or something like that, and they were just they great. Farka or whatever, Farky, Farky yeah. boy, yeah. Oh wait, no, that's that's Norwich. They have they, Wilder. They're Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Yeah, fucking Fark Smith Wilder. I'm Fark is really wrong. scary looking. By I'm gonna the get way. them wrong all the time. Fark is just a complete assassin Fark's maniac. Norwich. Yeah, he's like a Bond villain vibe. Um, <laughs> he looks really scary, but um, yeah, the, that's all I have to say about Wesley. But yeah, I, I think there's potential there. Okay. Um, I mean, I I still like Dings a lot. Yeah, I, Ings his, and Adams, I think, are reasonable. Yeah, I mean Adams is doing it in preseason again. It's like I caution against like the new shiny toy, and you know mm-hmm. I still reference back to Ding's like points per ninety is up there in like the top ten in the division. He just doesn't play because he dies all the time. Yeah. But I mean, he <laughs> did you see his second penny miss the other day? No. <laughs> oh my god, he did some insanely stupid stutter and then just passed it like directly to the keeper. Like keeper didn't even think about moving. He just like soft lob like caught oh it. It was my just like God. Was, he what slotted the first pen. He slotted a, one pen the second one. He, he okay, had a little, okay, okay. little oopsie daisy. But I, I still think Dings at six is I'm surprised how little people are talking about him or putting him in just because he is a very, very proven track record of scoring when he's fit and he's on a good attacking team. He's done it before. And it's like that's the thing that I keep coming back to. If I'm, I'm tending to not want any of these guys. Like I'm trying to steer yeah. clear of this bracket. Yeah. But I don't see like such a good argument that I'm spending 0.5 more for any of the 6.5 guys for Tings. Like I haven't got, I haven't heard that yet. That I've been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's worth 0.5. Yeah. So I think that's I, correct. I mean, so Ings, like, yeah. the shots, like he just gets so many shots. Like he's, he's not a good finisher, but getting shots is one of those weird things that like people don't think of as a skill. It's a massive skill. It's like literally what makes Harry Kane good is just getting shots off. And Kane, I mean, sorry, and Ings just has done it for his entire career. Like you said, the track record, no one else in, that's this cheap has rem, remotely anything close to the track record of Ings. I mean, that said, he had seven goals last year, one goal the year before, zero minutes played dead the year before, and two goals the year before. So maybe I'm over. We're overblowing the track record, but no, the track record's there. I mean, it does. I don't care if he play. I don't care if he scores one goal because he plays 263 minutes. He's not dead now. 
and there and also another thing with his season last season that is also not talked about enough is that he didn't really play under Ralph. Like he was first half of the season was before he got really injured. So he wasn't even under Hassan Huna when they got way better and way like better attacking numbers and stuff like that. So like the the potential for him to to do better than last season on like a per ninety level, I think is there also. Yeah, and there there is the potential also that it's like two games played, third game Adams and Redders up top, Ings just on the bench. Like I don't know. Yeah, don't and know. he don't could know. get injured tomorrow, and that would also yeah. not be surprising. Yeah, but I just want to throw Ings out there because I have not been hearing or seeing him getting much love anywhere. And I think that's misguided. I think he's just a very reasonable, safe hand at six. I know the fixtures aren't great, but you know he does have pens, which is something. And you know he's he's one of those that you just kind of know what you're going to get, like you say, you know the shots. So I, I think that's a yeah. good shot. And Che Adams, I don't know, who knows? But Tio Arnautovic is all about him. Guess Jason might start with him. He looks I like he's he kind of a definitely. beast. He's owning in preseason. Like, sure, I'm fine with it. I'm actually totally fine with. Oh no, I'm Adams. I'm very very fine with the Che punt. Yep. I'm just saying in terms of like our yeah. Stay with this tried and tested method, options or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there, and then like Sharp's a piece of shit, and I think that's about it. I mean, I guess DCL now since Keen went through, that's we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, we don't have to talk about him. I mean, what do you think about Muzz? The Muzz is still loose. They didn't buy a striker. I don't like it. Oh, Alon. <laughs> I had such a bad time with him last season. I don't think I could ever go Glenn Murray again. But okay, yeah. I mean, he should still score probably around the same number of goals, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, something like that. He's old and slow and bad, but he can finish. I don't know. Yeah, that pretty much sums him up. Um, I'm looking through if there's anyone else. Who's going to start at striker for Palace? I guess Wickham Benteke. got a no. shot. Yeah, it's just no, going to be Benteke. Benteke. 100%. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Wickham at this what point about Jordan, is... Jordan Ayew? Jordan Ayew is a trash player, but at this point, Wickham is actual third in the pecking order behind yeah, Ayew. Yeah. I mean, Ayew can play multiple positions. Yeah, he, he runs around. He just can't score. Yeah, he's, he's not good at any of them, but he can play multiple positions, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, Benteke is nailed to a post. Okay, just checking. Um, yeah, so there's no I mean, there's no other real calls, right? starter shout or anything like that any cheaper. Well, I mean there is Lakaida mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean I don't know what's happening with Mane, but Origi, Origi for like a game maybe we don't know. Yeah, but that's just so worthless. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Solanks at five five. You know who knows? I and mean, he's better than King, but I doubt he takes the slot. I agree with both of those statements. Um, Goldrick, he's been playing. I don't, yeah, I don't he kind of plays. I mean, like I mean, Greenwood and shit, but they're they're not going to start. Yeah, so why don't we just look at the four fives? Because I know everyone's got like pretty much everyone's got like one. So I mean, Greenwood is on fourteen percent ownership. Yeah, it's extremely what, high. I mean, that scares me. But what do you think? What do you think about the little wee lad Mason? I mean, now it's been like he was really, really hot in preseason. Now it's been three straight games of him not doing shit, and his minutes have gone down every single game, basically. And they're probably getting Dybala, so he's no, just... that's off. I think that's. Dumb. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um, well, regardless, I just 
like he seems promising and maybe he'll get some sub minutes, but I just don't really see a world in where he like becomes a starter, at least not now. Yeah, it would take probably multiple injuries, but I, yeah. it's back to the price issues. I mean, I, I did say obviously that oftentimes, you know, the wild, these, these dead ends on the bench are taken out by wildcard, but not like all the time. And 14% is very high. So we remember what happened with like Kamara last season. Like I think he started four five, ended at like four two. That's the kind of direction that Greenwood could go. So, and also, I, I mean, it's not. It shouldn't be understated that he's on Manchester United, and they might be decent, and you don't want to waste a spot on that. Like that has been in my fair. thoughts. That, like that's fair. That's fair. Let's just say their defense looks pretty good. Like they have reasonably priced defenders. Like Paul could be an option. Rash, Martial. There's potential. Guys, you would want on that team, and you're not going to want to just have like a non-starter four or five that you have to deal with to get them. I mean, it's perhaps a stretch to say that you'd want three, but yeah, I take your no, point. No, but it's possible, you know. It's possible. It's an unnecessary risk, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you, Alon. That's a good point by you, Pod Partner. Thanks, Pod Partner. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been on Wickham. I yeah, still think Wickham. that I think he's flat out better than Benteke. I I would. Be starting him if I were boy, no questions asked. But that's not the world we live in. So when Benteke gets injured, which hopefully will happen quickly, I think there could be a case that Wickham forces his way into the into the team, especially since we apparently have we we just pocketed all of the owners pocketed all of the one uh, B money and we're buying fucking no one. No it looks one. like the Camarasa deal is going to be over the line, so that's a good job. But I actually like Camarasa. So that's no, he's good. great. He's a perfect player for us, and yeah. I. I in true palace fashion, I think it's a loan, but there's an obligation to buy if we stay up for like 15 mil or something. Right, I, don't, right, I right. don't know, whatever it is, but I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know why I'm talking about that. I'm talking about yeah, Wickham, Wickham yeah, I, is I, the best number nine at the club. Yeah, I don't even think very, that's like a, clear. I'm not like, that's not like a hot take. It seems just like easy. No, it's, it's very, it's very clear that he's the best number nine and he's. I mean, he's the only nine that could score ten plus goals. I mean, Benteke could play four thousand minutes; he wouldn't score ten <laughs> goals. There's no that's yeah, but, serious. But like, his XG no will question. be out of control. Don't forget oh, about yeah. that. I mean, his XG is should consistently be out of control. He's just always unmarked in the box. Like, why would someone mark Benteke? He's yeah. fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like it's basically a turnover. Like, if you don't mark him in the box on a set piece, it's a turnover, you get the ball back, because he's just going to head it. It's sad the that box. Palace released Bakary Saka. I don't, like, I don't, I like I don't think it's sad. I'm not sad about that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, if you're not sad, then I'm not sad. Roadman on Slack said, is going with two six fives to start a bad idea because there's a lot of unreliability in this price range? Like, how many, how many of these guys that we talked about today, like, would you feel comfortable starting with like comfortable is a is a very comfortable enough term. that you would start with them. Not like yeah, I don't mean like confident, but like okay. Like I Perez is six five, but I don't really think. Oh, are you of talking him about midfield also? I'm just midfield talking about like yeah, he's talking about like all of these cheap price guys. I think like how many like punts, quote unquote punts, are two. you comfortable starting? Yeah, two. I'm on two right now, and but I that's think if you think Iose. I don't think Iose is a punt. At me neither. All. I mean, he's priced so, six five, so he's in this conversation. But I, he's yeah. just seems nailed and good. So, so realistically, one. Yeah, I guess one. Yeah, yeah, I guess one. I mean, you could go two, but 
we see, you know, there's a dearth of options like at the forward spot in the six five and under. But do you think they're going to be like two at the same time that both look really good? Like I don't. I the just thing don't, that like no one really talks about in these like cheaper price brackets is that like there's a chance that none of them start well. Like it's nice and and warm and fuzzy to be like, well, if you know, like you're a Villa fan and you start with Wesley, like, oh, if he's no good, I'll just go to like Chad Adams. So it's like, well, Chad Adams might not be good either, and Ings might be dead, and like Joey Linton might be bad, and then you have no one to go to, you know, and that that is also part of the risk. I don't know. There's so many guys between six and six five forward though that there's going to be like somebody. Okay, it could be zero. Adam. No, there's not going to be zero because okay. we're talking about like fourteen. Points. Hit the <laughs> longest home run you can. Um, oh my god! But uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Ricky Chubbs on Slack. He wants rapid fire answers. I mean, this is we're going to say the same shit. I think, but you ready to go rapid fire? Three, three things, four things. Sure, sure, sure. sure. 4.0 goalkeeper. Button. Button. Easy. 4.0 defender. Lundfuck. Lundfuck. Easy. 4.0 mid. Oh, that was a good one. What? Four point, there's no fucking 4.0 oh, sorry, 4.5 minutes. <laughs> that actually wasn't a joke. I just read it wrong. D- uh, Dindonks. Yeah, we know. And then yeah. Wickham. It's obviously, but maybe Gibson. Maybe Gibson. Maybe Gibson. The, I'm just going to throw another 4 or 5 mid out there because he's sexual and I like him. Quinduzi, baby. <laughs> here. I will not start with him. Don't worry. I'm not insane. Um... Narantzak with seemingly no viable four or five forwards, no decent four zero defenders, and limited four or five mids. Should we be spending a bit more on our bench than the bare minimum? Probably not. Probably but not maybe to start John, this season. Maybe, maybe we should all have John. I mean, that's what my takeaways are: Tinker and John Joe play with cheap defenders and have some fun. That's like put, the, ja- put yeah, Jack in every pod. We like give ourselves homework. I feel like, and that's like yeah. kind of the homework. It's like, eh, maybe I can make this work. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, imagine a Jack Jonjo team. That would be so good. Uh, the passing would just be out of control. The problem is you need N'Golo Conte behind them <laughs> or it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, some just a few, just a couple other questions, and then we can wrap up. These aren't even really related, but Elron Cupboard, feelings on Laporte and the city defense in general. Oh God, it's so sketchy to start with Laporte. Like I don't think I have have the balls to do it. I I think it's sketchy to start with anyone not named Ederson at this point. To be honest, um, yeah. I mean, I'll, even Kyle Walker, they're getting Cancelo. It's just none of it. Feels good, uh, which not, is, not which is so good. bad because you want coverage on, on city defense. Yeah, you do. It's Maybe just, I'll I mean, go back Stones, to Anderson. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Stones is just risky, and I don't know. It's it's one of those where it's like the wild. I mean, the early wild card is always something that you can do. Like, there's always like you know yeah. you're going to want to backdoor into some Chelsea players and like figure out what's going on in, in the world of life and getting those city team sheets early. Because listen, there's going to be value. I mean, Ken Salo could come in at six six five or whatever, but there's going to be some value in the city defense because they're pretty cheap, right? They're like all these five five guys. So yeah. we just need to know which one's which. And I mean, Mendy at six is ridiculous value if he comes back. I mean. 
if he he was returning at a seven five defender rate, if not more, I don't know what it would be. I mean, he had nine hundred minutes. He had fucking six assists, and they're yeah. all on open play. They're not like bullshit Dean assists off some like corner. Right. So I mean, there's going to be value there. We just don't know who or what it is. Yeah, it's so, just bad for like game week one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like Zinchenko feels like reasonably safe, but it's just like yeah. Mendy's back in train. I just don't know how for how long. And we're talking about you know punting on like you know you start with King. King blanks both two game weeks, and you're going to the city week, and you're like, "This is a fucking dead piece of shit on my team." And then you also have like Zinchenko with like Mendy coming back. Like these are the kind of things that like compound into like you having a wild card. Which if you're fine with that, then that's fine. Like these are reasons like to wild card, but just know setting your team up ahead of time. Like if you're like, "Oh, I want to try and hold my wild card," then like don't start with these players who could be like mandatory transfers within the last like first like two or three game weeks, you know? Right, yeah. You have to be kind of open to the wild card if you're starting with all these risks. And the yeah. next question is Troy Troy UK on Psyche said, say you're setting up for wild card in game week three, what would be your punty team for the first two game weeks? Which we talked about a lot like two pods ago. I feel like we haven't mentioned it since, but I, I honestly still think it's a very reasonable strategy. And a big part of it is city defense. A big part of it is like Chelsea guys who start a good fixture run in game week three. Big part of it is Arsenal have a good first two fixtures and then, then bad fixtures. Like I think there's a lot of reasons that it's good. And really the only reason that it's risky and bad is because you won't have a wild card for the next million weeks of the season. Yeah, but then that comes back to like, what would the team look like? How different is that team from just like your normal team? Well, I think one thing that you and I talked about when when I was more into it than I have been lately is like you wouldn't go like five at the back. Like you wouldn't go like really heavy defense, expensive defenders and stuff like that. Especially with like Liverpool defense looking slightly shaky against like Norwich promoted side out of weird shit. You would kind of just go more heavy attackers, like more of an old school three four three or something like that, and three five two. Yeah, three five two, and like OBS, I feel like would be like nailed in your team. Um, I don't know how different, but I think it would be different. Um, I haven't like played with it in a while, so it's kind of hard to just make one up on the spot, you know? Yeah, I'm having such a difficult time with OBS because. I like really want him, but I can't seem to justify it. Right. I mean, why not? Like, they're not as good at, they're not even close to as good an attacking team as like even Liverpool, but not even close to City. But like, he is, you know, like his numbers are. Yeah. So, to, but that, then like, how much does that matter? Is it, but then it's like going without one of Raz or Mo. And if you know if you're trying to fit him in with them, then you're going into like a more than a comfortable number of cheap punt territory. Yeah, yeah, so you don't want the, to expose yourself too much for sure. That's a bit of the issue, and then it's also you know I still think for game week two, like he's the best captaincy option. Who Obs? Um, yeah, I would cap him over Mo. Game week two, no question. I mean, Southampton obviously not good defense, but they usually at home are. You know, it's not going to be a walk. They're not yeah, going to just yeah, roll yeah. over. They still like press and have good players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal home, Burnley. That's pretty, pretty damn good. So, but then it, and then it comes back to like Raz. Like you know, he scored some scuff piece of bullshit yesterday, and 
I mean, Son, I, I, I don't think he's as good of an option when he's playing centrally versus when he's on the wing and someone who's actually good like Kuhn is playing centrally. But then, you know, Sané got out, so then maybe he's going to go back to the wing like Kuhn. I don't know. He didn't come off the bench yesterday, so he's probably not going to play. Probably, it'll probably be Jesus in game week one, honestly, I would expect if Sané yeah. can't go, which yeah. it looks likely. So it's just like, is, is going without Raz, who's not going to be capped the first three game weeks by anyone really? More or less, like okay, and then you can keep the rest of the team okay, and then maybe like think about doing a swap from that game week three or something. I don't, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I actually think that is okay. I mean, I think if you're not captaining Raz, you're not getting value from Raz, um, or like really any of the double digits. The difference with Salah is you will be captaining him. But I think also something that we haven't really talked about, and, and we're running super long, so cut me off whenever. But <clears throat> I do like the flexibility of having like a premium forward because there's a chance that like after a couple of weeks we're all jumping on Kuhn, we're all jumping on Obs, we're all jumping on Kane, like whatever it is. And if if everyone is like Mo and Raz and like whatever forwards, then like we're talking about a double move and we're talking about probably taking a hit and it's just like you know, it's Aguero is the same price as Raz, and he's Aguero, and he's like he better. And he, the, the only reason he scored less points is because he has less minutes. And and Kane is is good with good fixtures, and Obs is ridiculously good first two fixtures, and looks like he's in good form. Like I think the forwards are getting a little bit overlooked, but um, I I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's just the thing with Raz is that then it's like you're looking at City. This is clearly the best team in the league, and do you have like None of their players. <laughs> do, you right. have Kev- do you have like only Kevin, who is far from explosive? You know, he'll certainly tick and, and finish with a fair points total. But you know, he's really relying on assists. Like he never really tops ten goals. I mean, he's you know. I, then it then it gets into that kind of awkward yeah, territory. Like, what am, yeah. What am I up to over here? But I do take your point between Kuhn, Kane, and Obs. I mean, they will. At least two of them will finish one two in the yeah. forward point total yeah. this season, and yeah, I mean they're really not. I mean Kane's in more teams probably. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because of the Villa fix or whatever. But Kane's in more teams than Aubameyang, but yeah, they're not really being picked a lot. So I don't, yeah, Obs is twenty two and seven last season, like absurd. Yeah, and his stats are always great. So yeah. Mm. Obs, yeah, I didn't own Obs last year also, and I kind of, I'm not like feels bad man with Obs, like a lot of people who got fucking fucked got by him fucked last by season. I him and I still want him for whatever that, whatever that <laughs> means. I guess I'm just a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch Obs say, fuck say my it wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a, a sadistic cuck. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh boy! All so, right. I mean, how locked in is Mo and Raz? Like, I, I just, I just, Not there's something in. that keeps, just keeps nagging at me of like, ugh, like, am I just gonna do this? Like, is this is, you know, I we think, put the captain poll up, and I think it's like fucking forty votes for. Mo and like one yeah. vote for Kane, like that's yeah, it. it. I'm like, am I gonna not have Mo? Like, yeah, that I think seems Mo like suicide. for me. If there's any other takeaways that I got from Community Shield, it's just like, oh yeah, Mo is just gonna obviously be the highest point scorer in FPL and obviously win the Golden Boot. That's like what it seemed like to me. It's like he just 
has license to like take on as many people as he wants at any time and shoot as much as he wants at any time. Then it's just like, yeah, that's why he's a good captain. He's going to shoot fucking nine times against Norwich and it's going to be someone even worse than Zinchenko trying to defend him. You know, it's like, God. Yeah, I mean, Mo, or, yeah, Mo, the, the captain will Mo 57, Kane 2. <laughs> oh my God, that's never <laughs> happened ever. In, Kane is in second place with two votes in our fucking slack shit, 57. That's oh my crazy. God. That's crazy. Yeah, know. not starting with Mo is probably irresponsible, just for like those kinds of numbers. But, um, all right, should we all just right, get out of here, Anislap? We're going to oh pot again God, in two days, so like. A lot of tinkering and things to talk about then. I'm really nervous. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm just nervous. I feel like I'm going to fucking have a bad start like I always do. God damn it. I mean, I feel like I'm going to have a bad season after last season, so I'm very nervous as well. I I need Derek's team so badly. I know. It's just like holding out on us. The funny thing is we went to the bar yesterday to watch Community Shield, and, and Jason, me, and Nate were like, Derek, like, we haven't posted your team. Like, we need your fucking team. And he's like, it's nothing special. It's just kind of template. And we were like, that's why we need your team. (laughs) You fucking asshole. Like, we don't, I don't need a team full of puns. That's what I do all day in my head. You know, I need template, most simple, basic, obvious team ever from Derek because it's going to finish top 2K. God damn it. Fucking Derek. All right, we got a bunch of new signups in the run up to game week one. People are getting fucking hyped and back into it. We got Dean Lucas, Puffa Smith, Paul Nye, the science guy. We got D Beck, Tom Danger, Kako Malley, Michael Martinez, Dylan Lee, John Silva, Renegade Master, James Pierce, Flemington Racecourse. Definitely a real name there. We got George Evans, Viral Shaw, Blake, and Michael Workman. Bunch of new guys. Oh, and Scott Schneider finally figured out how to use the internet. Good job by him. <laughs> um, thanks for uh, joining. If I could slap that ass. New, new sign right. Good job. So we'll be back on Wednesday with uh, you know just a frenzied, frantic pod of tinkering and stream of consciousness. Yeah, and, and Wednesday is definitely the type of pod where you should send in as many questions as possible. That's definitely like a good questions pod. So. Look, you know, I'll I'll do a Slack thing at everyone, but feel free to send in on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Great. Um any last words? No, let's get out of here. Check us out at FMLfield.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLfield. Support us at Patreon.com slash FML FMLfield. Subscribe right in the future.